I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Guys, welcome to episode number. Oh, I think we're at episode number thirty or something. Tell me your tales. That's um, that's pretty significant. A bit of a milestone there. Thanks for joining me. This episode is the uh, fifth instalment of the Road to Berlin podcast series, where we talk about all things Berlin Marathon coming up in eleven and a half weeks. We talk about a bit of training. We talk about. Um, what's been going on and share a few ideas there this week's episode is yeah a bit about the gold coast airport marathon in which brad and i both paced on the weekend uh, we paced the lead females up to 35k so there's a bit of uh, explaining about what that is and all about that in the weekend it's um it's good to be back from the gold coast i went up there for I think about four days, stayed at my mate Josh Nolan's place in Brisbane for a couple of nights and um, yeah, it was good to get some sun. It's been freezing back here um, in Victoria, so it was good to uh, get back up there and yeah, get a bit of warmth. We had so many people from Tell Me Your Tales who had absolutely amazing runs, too many to list, but it was um, good to see so many of the past interviewees in person and um, see them really achieve some good goals. I uh, can't believe we're up to this fifth episode already. Thanks again to Brad and Julian for giving up their time. kind of takes us about an hour to record this uh, once a week, and, you know, obviously they c- could be with their families or recovering or training or whatever, so I really appreciate the fact that they give up a bit of their time. And, um, yeah, have 11 weeks to go. Things are moving pretty quickly. Thanks to all the people who have been sharing this podcast. Um, word of mouth on social media and Strava has been awesome. So if you uh, get an opportunity to tell one of your running mates about the podcast and follow the journey, that would be greatly appreciated. Rightio, guys, joy, enjoy uh, enjoy episode number five of the Road to the Berlin Marathon with uh, Brad Croker, Julian Spence, and myself, Brady Trelfel. Thanks, guys. Rightio, fellas, thanks for joining me for week five. Time flies when you're having fun. Yes, mate. Thanks for having yes. us. Yeah, it certainly does. We're all in one piece, which is good. All still in one piece, which is good and getting closer. I think it's, is it 10 and a half weeks? Uh, 11 and a half. No, no yeah, 11 and a half. 11 yep. and a half, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So still, still a bit of time for someone to get injured up their sleeve. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we can track from there. 
Hey, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to get a lot of training that last week. You're cutting off me. <laughs> yeah. I'm banking on that other week. You're banking on having that extra one. Talking about you, Julian, we'll get I'll start on you first because Brad and I had a similar similar experience up at the Gold Coast on the weekend, so we might unpack your week first and then we'll move on to um, to us talking about our experiences. Talk us through it. Yeah. Do you want me to get your Strava up or you memorised it? No, I got it up myself, You got it up yourself, Mr. So, Organised. Yeah, I can go through. I'm not going to give you the paces, but I had a good week. Um, actually, what week are we doing? Last week. So, we're doing yeah, last we're, week, yeah. We're, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good week. I ran 175k, got in three workouts and did a good long run in the bush. So that's – I want 12 more of those and I'll be as fit as I can be, I reckon. Mm. Um, the the workout I did on Tuesday was – it was a progressive tempo. So um, f- f- basically this – found some back roads in Ballarat that are pretty flat, a few little undulations, but um, not a lot of traffic on them. And I I really like to run on those sorts of roads. Like I don't like doing loops around something or um, in the, on the lake. There's too many people and you kind of know every inch of it. So I went out to these back roads and ran a progressive tempo with every 10 minutes well, the plan was to go faster every 10 minutes, um, but I uh, – what happened? Oh, I forgot to set my watch properly. So I was I ended up having to do it by feel, and then that third rep, I probably went a bit hard. So I, I didn't actually get faster the last 10, 10 minutes on, um, on the workout. But I, I ran three – I think I was about 3.30 – 326 no no nah, 322 311 313 yeah. I've got on this one here oh yeah good well done that's pretty yeah, close that's, though like pretty close right. yeah. yeah you weren't far off getting quicker that last 10 minutes no and it was, it was when it clicked over from like 30 minutes to 31 where I had to pick it up it was an on an uphill section into the wind and I was already working pretty hard and I thought Oh, I don't think I'm getting any quicker, <laughs> and um, and so it's all again relative to where you're running. So I copped that last ten minutes with a bit more uphills than downhill. So eh, I was, I mean, I walked away pretty content, um, and yeah, felt good at the end. So really noticing my form being strong the last five minutes of the workout, which I think is a good sign that there's more left in there. If if your form starts going, that's when you know you've you've gone outside your your training zone, I reckon, and, and into the this is a race effort now. Yeah. So was that, yeah, yeah. Was that road sealed or was it dirt road? Uh it was mainly. I was yeah. It was a trail, dirt trail for a little bit. Then it was a bit of dirt road and a bit of hard road as well. So all all sorts. Yeah. Good. Do you use heart rate at all, Jules? No, I'm too. I'm, I would like to, but. Oh, the the risk based heart rate is too unpredictable. Um, I get false readings all the time, and yeah. it's I'm not confident enough to use it because it could always be out. It's yeah. I, I I need to rack, to whack a um, chest strap on. I reckon that looked pretty accurate though um, on Strava. What it picked it up in the wrist, like one fifty four for the first one, one sixty two, one sixty three, one sixty one. Um, oh yeah. 
Okay. It'd That's probably be thereabouts, wouldn't it? Yeah, it it probably would. I, yeah, that sounds right, but I just don't know for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it's wrong so often. Like it could have told me tonight I was at one seventy for twenty minute easy run. Yeah. Um, so you just lose confidence in it, and that's why I, I tend not to look at it too much. Yeah, and you wouldn't buy a strap and put it on now and then, or do you just don't believe it, or what's the story there? Oh, uh, I just don't. I don't know my actual proper values, so I think it's only relevant if you know your your proper zones. Yeah. And in order to get your proper zones, you need to get in a lab. You can't do calculations and like it's different for everybody. So to do it properly, I would I would probably be interested in. I know there's a fair bit of like um, uh, good things to come of it if you actually use it properly and continue to get back in the lab, lab through a program. So you get your base train, like your base zones, and then you spend time in your threshold or whatnot, and then you go back in a month and you get your new zones and you can track your progress. So if you were really, if you had access to it, I think it would be really good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Rest of the week, long run on the Wednesday. Ah, uh, yeah. So first kind of mid long run that I've done so far. It, um, it's, it's, I've, I've got a pretty it doesn't look that hilly when you put it on Strava but geez it feels hilly um, out in the bush and, and round is 19.3k it takes around about 85 to 90 minutes so this just Wednesday morning pretty early hard slog anyway it shouldn't be a hard slog but it, it is um it feels good though when you finish your Wednesday morning long run and then you go to work and you you kind of mileage is good for the day. Everything on top's a bonus. Um, I'll probably keep my long run around twenty k on a Wednesday. I don't want to. I think if I went longer on a Wednesday, it would really hurt my workouts. That's that's what I think. Um, so twenty k is probably perfect on a on a Wednesday, and that might be one of those things where working. Like, if I didn't work it would be easy to go 25k on a Wednesday, um, get a little bit more mileage in because you can recover. But if you're, getting, if you're doing 20k and then getting in the shower and going to work and just having a small breakfast, then um, then you're on your feet for the next eight hours. It's, it's one of those things where it's, is it doing that good or is it wearing you down? So I keep it at 20k. And then um, Thursday... Uh, I did some, oh, we were on the track and th- th- Thursday was an eye opener f- for me. Uh, it was kind of like a little bit of a, a light bulb moment going, you know what, I'm probably doing this too hard. Um, I did seven by 300 and I ran in 46 and with 80 to 90 seconds recovery, which is a, a pretty long recovery. But the goal really was to get eight of them, and I couldn't get eight. Like at the end of seven, I was cooked. So um, I was kind of on the cool down and run home, and I'm thinking, mm, I just th- I don't know about this anymore. Like I think I should be getting my speed work through strides and hill reps, and maybe 200 reps. But that extra hundred's really hurting, and for what I'm training for, I just don't know whether it fits in that well, especially every week. So, I just, I guess, evolving as a uh, as a runner, as a coach, and just thinking, I'm going to change this from now on. So, 
but I mean, it was an okay workout. It was still pretty good. It was just I was working way too hard for what it should have been. Mm. Um, you got like. I like I like that, Jules. That you identified that you know you didn't, that you're doing something, but then you went. Oh, I don't actually think this is working because I sort of agree with you there. Like banging out super hard three hundreds and four hundreds, like you're starting to get quite lactic and anaerobic, and it's like you know for a marathon you don't need to really train your anaerobic system. And as as you said, you can probably get the same neuromuscular benefit from doing one hundred meter strides at the end of an easy run or or 200s where you're not getting quite as lactic but you can get through more work yeah exactly and mm. I that, that was the thoughts that I was having I'm like I don't care what the other boys are doing next week I might I'm gonna go and do hill reps I reckon and I'm gonna do them 30 second hill reps and and that's how I get the the result that I look for or the purpose of the session is achieved by doing that a lot better than it is doing what I'm doing right now yeah I um, like it yeah, I like yeah. it as well. And I know we had the conversation when you first said that you were going to hit that kind of speed stuff that, you know, you kind of explained it with the leg muscles and developing those kind of stronger legs. But, um, yeah, we're, we're probably more on the same page now, I reckon. Yeah, there's two sessions we're talking about. There's the, the session that we both in, like the sound of, the real speed work, the real power and neuromuscular sort of uh, bent where you get the, that benefit. But that is not a lactic-inducing workout where you go over a minute in your reps. Or even like for me, 45 seconds, that if I was to do that workout really properly, maybe I should take two or three minutes break between it to really clear the lactic. But by number seven, I've accumulated too much, and, and I, don't want it, I don't want that. Yeah, so. it's a real kind of grit-the-teeth session then, isn't it? It, it turns into that. Yeah, and spewing it, it on the side of the track. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're quick yeah. though, like forty six seconds. Like it's um, you know, you're splitting two hundred and thirty and hanging on for another one. Yeah, I've, yeah, it, 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 and that's why it's too hard. Like I was, I was hanging on. Um, you feel like it doesn't feel fast when you're doing it. Trust me, it's like three degrees out there and raining and windy, and you just you're not feeling fast. I tell you. Mm. You're, but it looks good this when you press the stop stop button. Which probably makes it even more impressive, like that you're doing that on a cold, wet night. Yeah, I reckon I'm a 15. I'm a, I'm a 15. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, then I had a bit of a, a quiet Friday. Fridays are pretty gentle. Um, into Saturday when it was – it would have been – oh, wait, you boys were up in Queensland – we had the coldest. I mean, Canberra, I know, was cold, but yeah. <laughs> we 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 ran relatively late on Saturday morning, eight thirty, and um, it was so cold. So it was probably below zero when we were running, um, and it, all the we ran through a section of um, Ballarat called Black Hill, and. It's the last to get the sun. So the morning sun comes up, but Black Hill area, it just gets nothing. And it was totally frosty. And it was it was the coldest day nearly I've run in since I ran with my mate Alan in, in Mammoth Lakes one day when it was like 10 degrees below zero. Um, this was the coldest day I can remember running. But, well, yeah, so we did a um, – Shane Nankervis, everyone – 
every good runner seems to have a certain course in Ballarat, and we did Shane Shane's Hill course, which is pretty much our Wednesday loop and part of our long run as well. <laughs> but it um, it's it's a trail and a dirt road and a fire track, and it, it's really bizarre little workout where you're on climbing over logs and stuff during an actual threshold or a tempo run. Um, and then you, you you go for about 40 minutes. Ours took 40 minutes. Um, we average 3.36 for that run. And that's that's an okay day out. I ran with Nate Hardigan. He, he rocked up, uh, shorts, T-shirt, no gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the coldest morning of the year by a mile. So that was quite funny. Um, and we got moving at the end. So down the hill, I reckon if I click into that, I haven't actually looked, but I reckon there would have been some fast splits later. Um, where you go uphill, mate, you go uphill for like the first half, and then a lot of the second half is downhill. So if I have a quick squeeze, oh, 309, 310s at the end, um, all pretty downhill though. So. Felt, you feel like you're going pretty quick. Um, and, yeah, so that was good. Like, just tick that off, really. Um, and then Sunday, because that, that workout wasn't that hard on Sunday, and no one showed up on Sunday. Everyone was on the Gold Coast, and there was a really small group. around with um, Chris O'Neill, who is an Irish guy, and he is running Berlin as well. And he's a 225 guy, I reckon. He ran that in Tokyo a few weeks ago, or a few months ago now. Um and yeah, so he's going to be over there as well. Him and his partner Claire. If uh, he's Irish, Claire's from Ballarat, and so that's another one on the train from Australia at the moment. Uh, Chris and I went out and got chased the pace a little bit over some pretty hilly area, and um, got 33k. In, so that was a good, a, a good Sunday. And, and by that stage, I'd. Um, I'd looked at the when I woke up, the half had already finished at the Gold Coast. It was pretty funny. Yeah, they go and, early. Yeah, had a message from my mate Blake. He's he was disappointed with his run, and then I thought, oh, what's he talking about? Surely it's not over already. You must have pulled out or something. And then it's yeah, it's finished. I woke up at like seven thirty or something, and um, then I checked the results, and geez, it was a fast day out there. Yeah, that half. All those sixty-four yeah. high boys—they had blinders. Yeah, that was, that was solid. That was very good. And then even like the sixty-seven groups, and wow, it was on. Mm. Yeah, making us look bad. Yeah, it was, it was. But then, like you look at the marathon, and that wasn't—they're not that many guys had good days in the marathon. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll um, we'll talk about the marathon because we got a pretty good view of that oceanic stuff towards the end of our pacing duties. Ah, uh, yes. It's good, yes. Um, good pulling a few of those guys in and just yeah, keeping an eye on who was there and um, who was coming back to us pretty quick. But um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. Do you want to maybe go? Is that did you get out for a PM run on your Sunday as well? Oh, yep, six k. Yeah, got out. Look, felt like shit for the first couple of k and then <laughs> finished like a champion. <laughs> solid, solid week though a lot of climbing in there as well like a lot of um, a lot of hill stuff yeah just I, I reckon it's here let's use it yeah. that's what I'm trying to do with it um, why not 
yeah, and 170, that's a pretty good week mileage as well. Good good stuff. Yeah, I don't think I'm going further than that. That's that that's about it with work and oh, look, if the long run goes longer, I, you can do more than that, but that'll be the only spot that I sort of increase yeah. after this. What about that easy Friday? Did you just cuz you just did maybe 7k I saw, was that right? Would you increase oh, was that just cuz you were cooked from the um the Thursday session and wanting to get a bit of freshness back for the Saturday? Uh, Fridays I run to rad, like my um, strength and conditioning coach, so it's just an easy run to him. And then we went pretty hard in the gym, lifted pretty heavy. Oh, well, I say heavy. <laughs> it's not very heavy. But um, did a bit of lifting and, and stuff, so Friday night I did get out for 9 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's yeah, still um, pretty pretty good mileage for an easy Friday. Yeah, it, I mean, 16, it's 10-mile day, so it's not bad, that's for sure. But uh, it feels like nothing when you're doing an average of 25 a day or whatever. Yeah, and breaking it up and in did, that. And yeah. did I read somewhere um, you want a six-pack of beer during the week? Oh, nah, nah sort it was, of. It was talking about his abs, weren't you? Yeah, I should post a photo later. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a six-pack since I was 17 years old. And I've been doing this stuff for a year. It's just starting to poke through. Just getting on, getting ready for the summer. Tops off. Yeah, summer, Berlin. You don't need to wear a shirt at Berlin, I don't think. No, nah, just put your bib on your shorts. You'll be right. Yeah, that's right. I saw a bit of that up in the Gold Coast. Everyone's doing it. Oh, really? Oh, like, yeah. Oh. Just some, no, not, not anyone near our pace, but there's a few guys when you come back into the field that have the tops off, working on the tan. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I'm all about that. Right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. Rightio, right, Brad. Do you want to get on to your week? No, I'd like to hear. Um, I'd like to hear yours first, Brady, and oh. hear your version of Sunday. Well, I'm going to go the whole week. So Monday was pretty easy yeah. for me. Off the uh, off the long run, just an easy um, hour in the Arvo and an easy 5k in the morning. Just a. I had a meeting at work on the Monday, so I like going for a jog when there's a big meeting at work just to clear the head before work. So that was good. Tuesday, um, got out for 30 minutes in the morning and then eight 1Kers in the afternoon. So I hit those in 258 average, which I was happy with because the last 10 days had been pretty big leading into that. And I think we spoke last week about how I was probably smashing myself a bit too much. So whenever we do that eight by 1K, we always go into it with the kind of rhythm and form kind of philosophy. So always finish the eighth one knowing that if you had to do the ninth and tenth one you could so just trying to relax but work along so i was pretty surprised i hit those uh a few sub threes there which was good so good signs there but then wednesday really started to back it off so um got out at 5 a.m was freezing cold just for a oh, i went for, i got 25k in but it was at 417 average so pretty um pretty relaxed and the heart rate was about 130 which was um, pretty low kind of work at that pace, which was a good sign. And then um, Thursday, we intentionally did a pretty easy session. So I just did 12 minutes at around about 3.20 pace and then five by one minutes kind of efforts at about 2.55 just to tick the legs over with one minute's float in between. So that was, uh, what was it? That was 7K at about 3.15. So that was good to back that one off, knowing that get a bit of freshness going into Sunday. And then Friday was an easy hour just before um, school because I was off to the airport Friday night to get to the Gold Coast. And then um, Saturday was an easy 14K in strides in the morning and then a 
easy 35 minutes with Dane Verway in the um, afternoon just to tick the legs over after all those meetings and stuff, Brad, just to clear the head. Mm. And then um, Sunday was the big pacemaking job and, um, yeah, it went, it went good. Kind of, I was really, oh, it's probably, I don't know, it sounds strange, but one of the most enjoyable running experiences I think I've had because we didn't put ourselves under the pump and have to run super hard you could really enjoy all the crowd and you can enjoy the adrenaline and we had a job to do and we did the job like everything around it was just so positive and it was one of those things that kind of reflecting on it now I wish I could go back and do it again because I had so much fun out there whereas you know we've all been in races before where you want it just to be over and you don't want to do it anymore but this was kind of a yeah really enjoyable way to be part of a race um, got a bit carried away at 5k and got a bit of a got a bit of a talking to to return back to pace but uh, that was locked in pretty quick Brad and all right got the job done yeah yeah um, so it was I, might, uh, I, might, I might I might touch on that during yeah. my uh, little spiel I've got my <laughs> got to be more to that story I've got my <laughs> rebuttal ready to go um, but yeah it was super fun and it was super good just practicing the drinks having those in there, um, you know, practicing with a bit of caffeine beforehand. And I was just really stoked with how relaxed I was, like on the tram there and at dinner the night before and just in that elite room beforehand. It's It was a really good headspace to be in before a race when all the pressure's off you and you're not really tense and kind of, yeah. It's, it made me kind of really interested in how much pressure we put ourselves on and how easy the effort almost feels when we're not really putting everything on the line. Um, and it was it was effortless. It felt like, you know, someone will probably write in and have a crack at me, but it actually felt like it was just a fast long run and we averaged, you know, 326 for 35K. And, you know, the lady we were pacing, Bikili, she went on and ran 225.30, I think. So, um you know, it's one thing to say it, but I I was yeah pretty confident if we were to keep going for the last seven k, we could have ran two twenty five with her, as um it just felt super relaxed. I think um I had the heart rate monitor on and averaged one hundred and sixty two, which is um which was yeah pretty good signs. I've been doing a bit at heart rate and that's pretty good signs for me at that pace that we're working and it yeah it was just as I said super fun, super uh, stoked to be part of the experience and. Yeah, it's something that I think I could. If someone said to you, go over to, um, you know, some big marathons all over the world and do that for thirty-five k, I'd have a stack of fun. But um, yeah, except the chicks run two seventeen now. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be um. Well, when we go to Berlin, it's just gonna be the complete opposite. We'll be just hanging on the back of the chicks, and uh, yeah. hoping we can keep up with them. But yeah. But if you, oh, Brad's already sussed it out. He's trying to make a full-time job out of it. But if you could get a paying job to run 225 in big international marathons and pull out at 35K every time, it would be an awesome way to uh, travel and be involved in some mm-hmm. pretty high, uh, big races. Completely <laughs> agree. And I've, I've yeah. already, um, yeah, I'm trying to, well, I've been in touch with uh, Bikili. She um, just, yeah, via Facebook. Because um, I didn't get to didn't get to see her after the race and like congratulate her and stuff. So and I'm uh, trying to find out who her manager is because I'd, I'd love to do more of that stuff. So. You should have. Um, as you said, as you said in Berlin, they're running like you know two seventeen. So that's when you just go. Well, I'm, I won't take you to thirty five k. I'll um, I'm good for half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, you should have seen Brad Julian. He was just trying to wheel deals with Bikili, like to, to get a bit of a payment out of it. And she gave me nothing, the whole 35k. And Brad was like best mates of her. That's because yeah. Brady was a hundred. That's because Brady was a hundred meters up the road. He couldn't hear our conversation. Brady was looking at the Oceania Championship. That's what he was doing. <laughs> no, no. What happened? And explain that story as well. Going through the first five k drink station. I'll, I'll I'll explain it when I get to my get to my turn. I'll give Brady. you my view first. So we're going through the All first five right. k drink station, and Brad and I had already said that we'd you know one of us would focus more on the watch than the other one during the five k segment. So Brad had the first one and nailed it. It was my job to kind of do the second one. So I've thought oh, I'm going to get myself out of the road here and I'm going to hammer it into the drink station to get my drink and then get out of there so the ladies can, you know, not have a pacemaker annoying them at the drink station. And at this stage, we're going through surface. So the crowd's huge. It's like people yelling. It's kind of really big adrenaline, good atmosphere. So I've hammered through the drink station, got my drink, um, Tried to settle things down a bit. Noticed there's about seven people sitting on my shoulder. So I'm like, beautiful. Everything's slotted back in nicely. Didn't know where Brad was. Brad didn't appear at the front of the group, and I thought he might have just been chilling at the back. And then, um, yeah, about 200 metres later, I just hear this yelling coming from about 100 metres back. And it was just Brad and uh, Troopy reminding me that I had a job to do, and I was pacing the incorrect group. So I uh, pretty quickly peeled off the group I was pacing, the Oceana boys. And the kind of guys trying to run about 2.23, I think. And, um, yeah, dropped back and resumed my duties. But, yeah, it was good, good fun. And from then, it was a very smooth 30K. But, um, yep. yeah. Over to you, Brad. What were your experience? Do you want to maybe do your week in reverse? Start with yeah. Gold Coast and then work back. Um, I'll, I'll, start, I'll start Monday. I guess it's just easier. And then I'll get to that. Yeah, um, right. So, mon- I guess I came off 180-odd K the week before. So, <clears throat> I guess the focus for last week was obviously our pacing job. So I made Monday and Tuesday just a little bit lighter. So I just did two double runs of pretty much 60 minutes in the morning and 35 in the afternoon, just, you know, that 4.15 sort of range, I guess, per kilometre. Wednesday afternoon, I went out and did six three-minuters off like 90 seconds recovery, um, not float or anything, just sort of a slow jog. And I did that where I do park run and um, I struggled. I just felt just felt really ordinary and it was the the classic case where I was running based on what the watch was showing as opposed to running to feel. So I thought I would comfortably run three minute Ks, you know, for these efforts and I'd look down at the watch and I'd be over that even though I was working pretty hard and so I'd push that little bit harder, which was just in hindsight stupid. So um I was absolutely cooked after six of those. Average, so I ended up averaging uh, 259. So the range was between 302 and 257, but it wasn't comfortable. And if you said I had to do eight of them or nine of them, I would have really struggled. Um, and I guess that's just coming off the back of 180K um, and I guess just a, st- you know, a training session that I just struggled to get up for at times. Um, so... And then so that sort of put the seed of doubt in my mind about uh, how fresh am I going to be for Sunday. Um, Thursday, I got out in the morning for 95 minutes. I still wanted to, still wanted to get through about 165k for the week. So I ended up doing I think just over 22k in the 95 minutes at 409s, um, which had a few hills in there. Uh, Travelled up to the Gold Coast on Friday morning, and then Friday afternoon just went out. Um, around Broadbeach Waters, I found this 2K loop around a school and a 
and a AFL ground and just ran eight by a minute um, solid with a minute float. So I ended up averaging 323s for that and um, the, the minute hards were anywhere between sort of 303 and 312 pace and the floats were 335 to 345. Um, that felt really good. It was it was nice just being you know able to run without gloves and tights and beanie and um, I guess at sea level as well. So that started to give me a bit of confidence that I was going to be okay for Sunday. Um, Saturday, just got out in the morning for 9K um, at 4.09s, which, like, in hindsight, like, I wanted to run slower, but I just sort of got rolling and, um, yeah, ended up 4.09s and did a few strides afterwards. And then, yeah, Sunday, and um, you sort of stole my line there, Brady, where I think – Outside of races where I've either had a victory or run a PB, um, it was up there with yeah the most enjoyable running experience I've had. Maybe maybe running uh, the Steve Prefontaine Classic in Coos Bay, like just as a sort of a unique experience. But I would love to do it again. Um, I guess running such an individual sport that for that two hours, I guess running with you, you know, you, you just felt like you were part of a team and especially the first 10, 15 kilometres where we still had a pack of five or six Africans. It was a, it was a pretty cool, um, you know, place to be, I guess, at the time. Um, yeah, it was like a couple, a couple of the funny stories to come out of it was obviously the one that Brady's said about being told off by... Well, it wasn't, um, wasn't funny for me, that one, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, because as Brady said, you know, we went through the 5K drink station and um, we were about... Uh, we're about five or ten seconds up through the first 5k so we knew we could slow down a little bit and i look up and brady's 100 meters in front (laughs) you know with with with, i guess the ocean like the guys that were sort of competing for the oceana champs and and i yelled out to him brady and um he he mustn't have heard me at first because then troopy came up to me and uh because troopy was hoping to run with the lead females you know pretty much the whole race and um he's like oh croaks is is brady pacing i'm like yeah he's like brady get back here and so Brady threw out the anchors pretty much stopped running until we caught up and then and then Troopy's just giving him an absolute blasting and uh, it was very hard not to giggle at the time no, it wasn't so. absolute blasting I reckon he's given people bigger blasting than that before he was um, I reckon he's given a lot of people bigger blasting yeah <laughs> it's not like it's not like Troopy to fire up um but um, oh, it was good though. I would have ended up running two twenty if uh, if he didn't yell out to me. I would have been gone. Yeah. So I guess I I had my watch set up so that I didn't care what the GPS was saying. I pretty much just knew what splits I had to hit um, each kilometre for five kilometres, and then I would just hit a I would just lap it at five k and almost just reset the watch. So you know we knew I had to run three twenty eight, six fifty six, and I just rattled off those and. Um, yeah, like we we did hit a pretty did a pretty good job, I think. We um, uh, the range that they wanted for halfway was seventy three to seventy three thirty, and what did we hit, Brady? Like seventy three oh five or something? Yeah, I think it was oh nine officially, but the clock when we went through definitely said seventy three oh three, and we thought that was pretty much perfect. Like we're on the faster yeah. end, and um, and there was still I think maybe two or three. I think there was three then, but then things just um, I think I read a media release where it said. You know, she put down the hammer, but, you know, mm. we kind of just maybe ticked it along a bit and she was kind of the, pushing us on to keep going a bit quicker. Yeah, well, I guess, so I, I was lapping at every 5K, but I, I 
like the whole run felt really comfortable, but when you're running at that pace for two hours, you're definitely going to have patches where I guess you just have a little bit of doubt of, oh, you know, am I starting to fatigue a little bit here? And um, I think it was probably around halfway that, I don't know, my, I don't know if my brain wasn't, you know, was starting to run a bit low on glycogen, but I, I forgot to hit the lap at 20K and um, I then had to hit it at 21 and I guess my math wasn't very good at the time and that's when I think you started to pick up the pace a little bit and yeah, I just had to go. Yeah, that was a quick I, 5K. Yeah, because I had, I had to go with it because I'd lost my whole, you know, the um, I guess the protocol that I was following had been thrown out by me not hitting the lap at 20K, so I sort of let, let Brady just... <laughs> do whatever he wanted i guess let him off the leash a bit but as it turned out <laughs> that's, I, where, that's I, when the course record was set up ladies and gentlemen that's that's where it all started happening well that's that's true and <laughs> i guess i realized it was starting to go a bit too fast so i just kept asking the bikili girl whether um you know put my put my thumb up saying still good and she's like good good you know 225 225 marathon pace good so um yeah we just kept picking it up and <laughs> I distinctly remember Brady. It was somewhere between twenty and twenty-five k, and um, we run past his servo, and Brady's like, "Gee, petrol's cheap up here." No, <laughs> that was thirty-three k. That's a teacher <laughs> talking, right? No, there. that's how good I was feeling. It was, uh, yeah, that was thirty-three k. Petrol's like a dollar oh three, and I was just like, I was, I was, "That was the mood was I was just, in." I wasn't even yeah. tiring at all, and I was just like, "Oh, geez, petrol's cheap up here. Look at that, dollar oh three, and we were like thirty-three k yeah. in." That's how I felt yeah. the whole way, yeah. And, so, and, so, and so now you know why Brady has the potential to be 100 metres ahead of where he needs to be because <laughs> he's worried about the price of petrol. <laughs> but, yeah, how, <laughs> you, you never take that in when you're um, – you'd have negative thoughts about petrol if you were really putting yourself in the sword. <laughs> so that's how much fun it was. But I've got to yeah. – we were getting up to about 20 – because we always kind of thought – I think we were pretty heavy thinking that we are going to pull it at 30K – just because we're a bit worried about, you know, how much damage that extra 5K could possibly do. But then, you know, we kind of got to 27, 28, and we we're still talking to each other pretty regularly and pace had yeah. quickened, and we knew we were well up on that course record. And then um, Brad just starts sprinting <laughs> off towards the motorbike, trying to talk to the guy uh, on the scooter. And I'm thinking, what the heck is he doing? Like, And he's trying to talk to the guy to see if he's got a radio to make sure they had a buggy for us at 35K so we didn't have to jog all the way back to the start. So Brad had kind of pretty much made the decision that we we're both running 35K because I was pretty happy with it. I'm like, I'm definitely going 35K. I, wanna, I kind of wanted to just test the waters a bit. I thought if we'd pulled at 30, it might have been a bit too easy, but I kind of wanted to go to 35 just to check if we got a bit of that wobble in the legs or mm. if it really did, you know, turn into a bit of a marathon feeling, which it didn't. But, um, yeah, Brad kind of made the executive decision to start organising the buggy. So I was kind of happy to know that he was going – because the finish line was at 31K, so we are definitely going to go to 31. And then, really, it was like an extra 13, 14 minutes to, um, to go to 35, which was good. But, yeah, very funny experience. I think it shows, though, like – how much we enjoyed the experience by us wanting to go to 35 and and even then because that because it was about that point where I was trying to organize the buggy that I said to Bikili because I in the race hotel that morning I, I saw them all the girls there and I said oh I'm, I'm pacing you this morning and they're like oh how far are you going I said oh 30 maybe 35 and so I thought you know seeing as though she was actually in the race I thought it would be right to let her know our plans at sort of you know 29k that we're going to go through to 35 and I said to her we're going to go to 35 and she was like 
no, no, you you keep going. You go 38 or finish. I'm like, no, no, I'm not finishing. I said, I've got another race in 12 weeks and um, I only get paid up until 35 kilometres. So anyway, we keep running along and about 500 metres before the 35K mark, I'm like, okay, we're about to finish up here. You know, you're running really strong. You're on course, mar- you know, you're on course record pace. Um, and she's like, oh, no, no, you, you finish. You, you know, keep going. And I'm like... No, I said we don't get paid passes. She goes, I pay you, I pay you, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, if only, if only you spoke better English, then maybe we could cut some sort of deal. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it was such such fun, and as um, Brady said earlier in the podcast, um, I think by that stage we were we were pretty much bang on um, Pat Nispel, who I think was in third place in the Oceana Champs. Um, so it was it was yeah, great to know that. Even though we're pacing, we're sort of competitive in that in that race. Um, and part of me wanted to keep going, but I knew it was, you know, I knew it would have been stupid um, with Berlin twelve weeks away to keep going. Um, but uh, I'd love to do love to do more of it. That's for sure. What about I said to Brad because the course goes out fifteen k and you do a UE and you come back, so you kind of go past all everyone else who's running. So. You got a few little cheers of people that you knew who were running the opposite way. But I said to Brad when we turned, I'm like, get ready, mate. There's going to be that many people who have been listening to our podcast that will, they'll just be yelling out, you know, tell me your tales, da-da-da. Anyway, turns out we ran the opposite direction for 15K. Not one person said anything. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Who's downloading these shows if it's not people from Gold Coast Marathon? And then we get to 34K. And this legend on the side of the road just goes, yeah, tell me your tail, pacemakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yes, I've been waiting 34K for someone to say that. So it was, um, it was good to know there was a couple of listeners out there who were cheering us on and knew what we were doing. And as Recognition. It, um, as it, Recognition. As it, as it turned out, there was no buggy for, there at the end. So we um, pretty much just turned around and ran three kilometres back as a cool down, which um, – I think in itself was another good sign that we pulled pulled up pretty well because we were able to just you know keep clicking along. It wasn't as if you know like towards the back end of a marathon, if you had to do a cool down, like you're just so so stiff and sore that you can't. So um, and yeah, talk think, about Brad we, who jogs fast. Like you started dropping like four twenty fives or something straight away in that warm down. I was battling to keep up with you. I averaged four twenties for the, yeah. for, the th- for the whole three k cool down. You smashed. I saw this. Yeah. I was wondering what that was. Yeah, that was me yeah. trying. To, that's the that was the reversal of what was trying to happen the whole the whole rest of the day. But um, that was me just going, man. I wonder how much she was actually how much she wanted to pay me to keep running. <laughs> well, we were trying to actually beat her back to actually see because we had a bit of a worry because we did increase the pace from kind of twenty five to thirty and then kind of settled it down a bit again. But we thought because she was about. I don't know, three or four minutes ahead at 30K when we dropped out. And then um, we thought, this isn't going to look really good if she collapses and, you know, runs out and has to kind of walk for the last couple of Ks and then it ends up running 240 and then second comes through and wins it in, you know, two or three minutes slower than course record. So um, we were a bit anxious that she wasn't going to make it, but she finished off really strong in 225, 30-something and caught most of those blokes, which we put her in the well, best spot. What was her PB before that? Nah, she, uh, she's twenty two twenty three something in uh, Dubai. Yeah, so she was um so, she was pretty comfortable. I think with that she, pace. I think she was actually hoping to run two twenty four, um because remember Ryan on the Saturday afternoon said, look, there's some, like we've set the pace at two twenty six, but there's some girls that actually want to run faster, 
Um, and I'm, I'm thinking that she was one of them. Um, but I'm just glad that she was actually happy to run with it. Because like, there was a period there where the, some of the girls were actually in front of us. And I said to Brady, if one of these girls takes off, um, what do we do? do? Does one of us go with them and the other stay back on the designated pace? Um, but luckily it didn't happen. And someone did write in kind of just to address, you know, what were the rules and the protocols around the pacing. So do you want to maybe um, unpack that a bit? Brad, you knew all the rules better than me. You had it all down pat. Uh, what, what rules were those ones? So I guess more like, you know, hitting, hitting – our job was to hit those times kind of regardless of what was happening in front or behind us. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's more just – that was right. Like that was Gold Coast Marathon. Yeah, that's what they wanted us to do. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty good being a part of a team like that. But, yeah. Um, but even like, so our job was as well. Like we were contracted to get, just for the people that don't know much about pacemaking, we were contracted to get them to halfway in a certain time, twenty five k in a certain time, thirty k in a certain time, and thirty five k in a certain time. So um, it kind of yeah put the pressure on us a bit trying to hit the times but at the same time if we weren't feeling good we knew we could have pulled out at you know halfway or 25 or 30 or 35 which was a nice way to kind of race like it it made me think about going into berlin do you i know we spoke about breaking it up into 5k segments and just working on you know hitting five by five um five by 1k kind of splits and then starting it you watch over again and doing that but it was kind of refreshing not worrying about you know, K32 or K26 or whatever K it was, just worrying about that 5K in the segment and not looking too far ahead. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I reckon there's something in that mentally. Definitely, yeah. Right, and yeah. you pulled, you've pulled up all right? Yeah, I've pulled up. I've So this is my – because I'm working on two weeks on, one week off at the moment, so I hopefully don't dip into that um, – that low testosterone and that overtraining, which I have in the past. So this is my one week off. So we're kind of looking at anywhere between 80 and 100 Ks. So I've just done 10 K the last two Ks and 12 K with strides today, but feeling good, getting a massage tomorrow, which should be good, but um, just really respecting it. Although it felt easy, just really, you know, it's it's probably a hard 35 K on paper, even if it didn't feel that hard, still this far out, need to definitely get over it before I... Um, so I won't do anything until next week will be when I start getting back into things on a full week. What about you? Um, yeah, so I've just jogged, um, what did I do, 40 minutes, uh, 45 or something yesterday, and oh, sorry, Monday, um, and about an hour yesterday. And uh, I got through 95 minutes this morning. Um, felt okay. Like my quads were a little bit heavy. Um, but no niggles or anything like that. And then I had treatment, I had massage this morning as well. Um, my first session will be Friday um, or Saturday, depending on how I feel. And it pro- just some 2K sort of tempo with a you know a couple of minute jog in between. So not not really targeting any sort of particular pace. Just you know trying to trying to get over this week. Um, I'll do 100. I'll do 30K I think on Sunday. Um, and so I'll drop down to probably about 140k this week. So not not quite as low as you, but I guess coming from 180, 165 last week, um, you know, it's it, it is a lighter week for me, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, we're just being yeah. super cautious. And I was thinking as well, like I've only run the two marathons, so that's the third fastest 35k I've ever ran. Like it's when you look at, it, and I think it was only a minute slower than what I actually went through. Um, 
35k when I ran Melbourne in my first marathon. So it's kind of, yeah, really respecting that on paper that it's a pretty, pretty hard effort. Yeah, well, I guess I like the pace that I that was pretty similar to what I was running in Canberra, really. Um, like you'd imagine that if we finished off, we would have finished with her, which is what what she ran two twenty five thirty. So that's just over a minute slower than what I ran in Canberra. So I guess to be running thirty five k at close to marathon PB pace twelve weeks out, it's it's a good place to start, but it's also I guess a dangerous place to be. Um, that you can, you know, go over the edge pretty quickly as well. Yeah, and it's also like I'm I'm happy with it, but at the same time I understand that it's still, you know, significantly slower than what I probably want to run at Berlin. Like even though it might only be six seconds or seven seconds a K, that's still gonna put you on that knife edge and it's gonna become really difficult to run at that pace. Like it's good that we know we can do this now at this pace, but at the end of the day it's um we're still gonna get moving um yeah. at well, Berlin. Well I I definitely noticed how much harder it was between 20 and 25 when, you know, we started dropping close to like low, low 320s mm. as opposed to, you know, 327s, 328s. Like there's definitely that, um, yeah, it just became sort of uncomfortably hard and, and I'd imagine I would have been chewing through glycogen a hell of a lot quicker at that sort of pace. So I guess the challenge between now and Berlin is trying to, trying to get 320 kilometres to feel sort of how 325, 326s felt on the weekend. Yeah, spot on. I'm exactly the same. Do you want to maybe talk about what you tried with nutrition? Oh, yep. So um, I had uh, so I had a couple of no-dos before the start of the race. So I had 200, yeah, 200 milligrams. Um, then I had uh, I had. 10, I would have had 10 grams of carbs in sport in a diluted sports drink at um, five between five and ten kilometers um, so that was 200 yeah 200 mils in that um, I had gels every I had gels at um, 30 minutes an hour and about an hour 40 um, I had another diluted sports drink at 15k and sort of sipped on that between 15 and 17k um took a no dose at probably just before an hour and had flat coke from 25 between 25 and 27k so they had 250 mils of flat coke um so all up i reckon i would have got down over a liter of fluid in the two hours and about 140 grams of carbs so um i try and work on at least 60 grams per hour so i hit that quite easily and i felt like i could have taken on more um so yeah it was was perfect i think yeah yeah, yeah. and i was pretty um oh, i had the one notos before we started about half an hour before and then um the dial the uh watered down power raid at um yeah five i didn't take it at 10 because i grabbed it at five and held it in my hand and just sipped away from it for about three or four k and i felt by the time i threw it out at uh that would have been about nine k that i really wasn't ready for the next one uh, at 10k so skip that one there and then got everyone per 5k from there and then i think we shared the one at 30k i was a bit more organized and had one in there you didn't uh you didn't have yeah, one there, didn't did have you so we shared no, didn't have anything last 25k <laughs> and then i um chucked in two two gels with uh, a bit of caffeine in there as well so that's way more than i'd ever taken in um 
Yeah, we've Berlin with the cups last year. I didn't get much in at all just because you can't. I got two gels and a bit of water, but I took in way more fluid this yeah this time around than I have in yeah both the past past marathons. So that's um that's good signs knowing that I felt good and I got that much down. Probably looking to get a bit more down next time as well, which should be good. Radio, let's uh let's give it a wrap there. I reckon. Good account of the Gold Coast Marathon. Oh, such a good event. You, you've never ran it before, ever, Julian, the full? No, it's too hot. Too hot. It was, yeah, it was interesting, though. Like I even looked at my heart rate. You get a lot of cover from the buildings for the first oh, 28K, and then it really gets hot when you get back onto the highway at 30K, and um, you're just on this massive, probably a five-lane highway, and the sun's just beaming on you. But, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's I, a lot of – I went through the splits. I had some athletes out there and I also looked at other people that I knew running and it just – it was – it. I don't think I found anyone who picked the pace up the last 10K, which is pretty hard, I know, but it, there's normally someone. Mm. Um, it, it, it seemed like a very hard half an hour to finish off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um... done, but the, the half marathon, that's a different story, like – if you can imagine running at six in the morning, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, well, we did you got find in. it hot? Did you find it hot though, Brady? At all? Remember, I said to you because we were talking about my sweat rate a couple of uh, episodes ago, and I said to you maybe about three k in or four k. I'm like, are you sweating yet? Because I could already feel the sweat on my like forehead. And then yeah. I thought, oh, I'm going to be in for a long day here and I'm going to get dehydrated or whatever. But after that, I, I didn't get any worse. Like, I think that was the initial, all right, you're racing now, yeah. we're cooling your body down. And I think I was just um, pretty diligent in getting as much fluid as I could down. That, um, yeah, I, I knew, I felt the sun on us more at that 30K mark, but I didn't feel uncomfortably hot. Um, yeah. But, you know, we're working, we're working at a different pace as well. Mm. Like I think if you'd put things on the line and that's why I felt for some of those guys who kind of ran 226, 227 and a couple of them kind of rode on Strava as well that, you know, ideally they probably should have sat with us and really settled down and worked the last yep. 5K rather than falling to pieces the last 5K. But um, yeah. yeah, it's easy to say in hindsight. I'm just hoping now Berlin, like, don't change their mind about the um, semi-elite start because I think I think... Um, Sunday just showed how important it is to get fluids down. And, like, there's no way I could get a litre of fluid down in a marathon where I was just drinking from cups. I just I, I just couldn't do it. I So if, if Berlin came back and said, nah, you just have to start with the masses and you don't get to put drinks out, I would seriously carry a drink bottle for the, like, you know, I'd carry a 300-ml bottle for the for, until I till I drunk it all and I just rely purely on gels, um, just so I, I know I'm at least getting some fluid down. I could I could sell you a fuel belt, mate. You could run with a fuel belt. <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah. <laughs> what about a hydration vest? Yeah, well, yeah, cam, cam, Camelback. <laughs> yeah, Camelback. Yeah. 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 And I think that way was... you won't run out at all. I think it was cooler idea. in past that this year than in past years as well. I think there was a lot of people saying that they were kind of pretty lucky with it not being too hot um, in the morning. So maybe that had a bit to do with it as well. But yeah, I could. I don't know. I almost left saying I reckon you could maybe run a fast one there, but no, nah, actually it's probably not that accurate of a call because we kind of had such a positive experience running at a bit slower pace. I think if you went there and tried to run five minutes slower than your goal time. It would be no problem, but putting it on the line, yeah. it would get to you. 
I think the mm. I think the problem with a lot of Australian marathons for guys that want to run low two twenties is they're just no one to run with. You look at um Dave Ridley, for example. I think he ran pretty much the whole thing by himself. Mm. And he was, you know, he he would have went out at low two twenty pace because you've got the you've got the twenty athletes that are looking to run two ten and then no one until pretty much the the lead female pack. And then like you're just running by yourself. And I think that's pretty hard to run a quick marathon when you're just running by yourself at that sort of yeah. intensity. Yeah, I agree. Um, time trial. Yeah, time trial with yeah. a crowd around you. Beautiful, boys. Much on for this week. Give me a quick, uh, oh, it's Wednesday already. The week's nearly half over. We won't even bother doing a bit bit like that. We'll uh, cover it next week. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds perfect. good. Beautiful, boys. Stay injury-free. We'll talk next week. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Bye. fellas. Bye. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 